This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. People increasingly recognize how long-standing systemic issues have prevented many in our societies from flourishing. But often, Christians are not sure how to best engage. Does it help to march and hold signs? What can we do to contribute and not further complicate things? Keep listening to hear more about Michelle Farina Warren's forthcoming book, Join the Resistance. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Chronicles chapter 31, beginning at verse 1. When all this was over, the Israelites who were in the cities of Judah went out and smashed the sacred pillars, cut down the Asherah poles, and demolished all the high places and altars throughout Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Then all the Israelites returned to their own homes in their cities. The people contribute to the temple. Hezekiah appointed the divisions of the priests and Levites to do their assigned tasks, to offer burnt sacrifices and present offerings, and to serve, give thanks, and offer praise in the gates of the Lord's sanctuary. The king contributed some of what he owned for burnt sacrifices, including the morning and evening burnt sacrifices and the burnt sacrifices made on Sabbaths, new moon festivals, and at other appointed times prescribed in the law of the Lord. He ordered the people living in Jerusalem to contribute the portion prescribed for the priests and Levites so they might be obedient to the law of the Lord. When the edict was issued, the Israelites freely contributed the initial portion of their grain, wine, olive oil, honey, and all the produce of their fields. They brought a tenth of everything, which added up to a huge amount. The Israelites and people of Judah who lived in the cities of Judah also contributed a tenth of their cattle and sheep, as well as a tenth of the holy items consecrated to the Lord their God. They brought them and placed them in many heaps. In the third month, they began piling their contributions in heaps and finished in the seventh month. When Hezekiah and the officials came and saw the heaps, they praised the Lord and pronounced blessings on his people Israel. When Hezekiah asked the priests and Levites about the heaps, Azariah, the head priest from the family of Zadok, said to him, Since the contributions began arriving in the Lord's temple, we have had plenty to eat and have a large quantity left over, for the Lord has blessed his people, and this large amount remains. Hezekiah ordered that storerooms be prepared in the Lord's temple. When this was done, they brought in the contributions, tithes, and consecrated items that had been offered. Konaniah, a Levite, was in charge of all this, assisted by his brother Shimei, Jehiel, Azaziah, Nahath, 
Asahel, Jerimoth, Josabad, Elil, Ismachiah, Mahath, and Benaiah worked under the supervision of Konaniah and his brother Shemai, as directed by King Hezekiah and Azariah, the supervisor of God's temple. Kor, son of Imna, a Levite, and the guard on the east side was in charge of the voluntary offerings made to God and dispersed the contributions made to the Lord and the consecrated items. In the cities of the priests, Eden, Miniamin, Jeshua, Shemaiah, Amariah, and Shechaniah faithfully assisted him in making disbursements to their fellow priests according to their divisions regardless of age. They made disbursements to all the males three years old and up who were listed in the genealogical records to all who entered the Lord's temple to serve on a daily basis and fulfill their duties as assigned to their divisions. They made disbursements to the priests listed in the genealogical records by their families and to the Levites 20 years old and up according to their duties as assigned to their divisions and to all the infants, wives, sons, and daughters of the entire assembly listed in the genealogical records, for they faithfully consecrated themselves. As for the descendants of Aaron, the priests who lived in the outskirts of all their cities, men were assigned to disperse portions to every male among the priests and to every Levite listed in the genealogical records. This is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah. He did what the Lord his God considered good and right and faithful. He wholeheartedly and successfully reinstituted service in God's temple and obedience to the law in order to follow his God. Isaiah chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. The Lord will judge Babylon. This is an oracle about Babylon that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw. On a bare hill, raise a signal flag, shout to them, wave your hand, so they might enter the gates of the princes. I have given orders to my chosen soldiers. I have summoned the warriors through whom I will vent my anger, my boasting, arrogant ones. There was a loud noise on the mountains. It sounds like a large army. There is great commotion among the kingdoms. Nations are being assembled. The Lord of Heaven's armies is mustering forces for battle. They come from a distant land from the horizon. It is the Lord with his instruments of judgment coming to destroy the whole earth. Wail, for the Lord's day of judgment is near. It comes with all the destructive power of the Sovereign One. For this reason, all hands hang limp. Every human heart loses its courage. They panic. Cramps and pains seize hold of them, like those of a woman who is straining to give birth. They look at one another in astonishment. Their faces are flushed red. Look, the Lord's day of judgment is coming. It is a day of cruelty and savage, raging anger, destroying the earth and annihilating its sinners. Indeed, the stars in the sky and their constellations no longer give out their light. The sun is darkened as soon as it rises, and the moon does not shine. I will punish the world for its evil and wicked people for their sin. I will put an end to the pride of the insolent. I will bring down the arrogance of tyrants. I will make human beings more scarce than pure gold and people more scarce than gold from Ophir. So I will shake the heavens, and the earth will shake loose from its foundation because of the fury of the Lord of Heaven's armies. In the day he vents his raging anger, like a frightened gazelle or a sheep with no shepherd, each will turn toward home. Each will run to his homeland. Everyone who is caught will be stabbed. Everyone who is seized will die by the sword. Their children will be smashed to pieces before their very eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives raped. Look, I am stirring up the Medes to attack them. They are not concerned about silver, nor are they interested in gold. Their arrows will cut young men to ribbons. They have no compassion on a person's offspring. They will not look with pity on children. Babylon, the most admired of kingdoms, the Chaldeans, source of honor and pride, will be destroyed by God, just as Sodom and Gomorrah were. No one will live there again. No one will ever reside there again. No Bedouin will camp there. No shepherds will rest their flocks there. 
Wild animals will rest there. The ruined houses will be full of hyenas. Ostriches will live there. Wild goats will skip among the ruins. Wild dogs will yip in their ruined fortresses. Jackals will help in the once splendid palaces. Her time is almost up. Her days will not be prolonged. Isaiah chapter 18, beginning at verse 1. The Lord will judge a distant land in the south. Beware, land of buzzing wings, the one beyond the rivers of Cush, that sends messengers by sea, who glide over the water surface in boats made of papyrus. Go, you swift messengers, to a nation of tall, smooth-skinned people, to a people that are feared far and wide, to a nation strong and victorious, whose land rivers divide. All you who live in the world, who reside on the earth, you will see a signal flag raised on the mountains. You will hear a trumpet being blown. For this is what the Lord has told me. I will wait and watch from my place, like scorching heat produced by the sunlight, like a cloud of mist in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the bud has sprouted and the ripening fruit appears, he will cut off the unproductive shoots with pruning knives. He will prune the tendrils. They will all be left for the birds of the hills and the wild animals. The birds will eat them during the summer, and all the wild animals will eat them during the winter. At that time, tribute will be brought to the Lord of Heaven's armies by a people that are tall and smooth-skinned, a people that are feared far and wide, a nation strong and victorious, whose land rivers divide. The tribute will be brought to the place where the Lord of Heaven's armies has chosen to reside on Mount Zion. New Testament reading. Luke chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Jesus brought before Pilate. Then the whole group of them rose up and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man subverting our nation, forbidding us to pay the tribute tax to Caesar, and claiming that he himself is Christ a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? He replied, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they persisted in saying he incites the people by teaching throughout all Judea. It started in Galilee and ended up here. Jesus brought before Herod. Now when Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. When he learned that he was from Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who also happened to be in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some miraculous sign. So Herod questioned him at considerable length. Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the experts in the law were there vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then dressing him in elegant clothes, Herod sent him back to Pilate. That very day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. For prior to this, they had been enemies. John chapter 18, verses 28 through 40. Jesus brought before Pilate. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas to the Roman governor's residence. Now it was very early in the morning. They did not go into the governor's residence so they would not be ceremonially defiled, but could eat the Passover meal. So Pilate came outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They replied, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate told them, Take him yourselves and pass judgment on him according to your own law. The Jewish leaders replied, We cannot legally put anyone to death. This happened to fulfill the word Jesus had spoken when he indicated what kind of death he was going to die. Pilate questions Jesus. So Pilate went back into the governor's residence, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus replied, Are you saying this on your own initiative, 
or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own people and your chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus replied, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my servants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Then Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus replied, you say that I am a king. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked, what is truth? When he had said this, he went back outside to the Jewish leaders and announced, I find no basis for an accusation against him, but it is your custom that I release one prisoner for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? Then they shouted back, not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Sovereign Lord, we thank you. I thank you, O God, that you are the judge of all the earth and you shall do right. Thank you, O God, for these sobering passages, O God, particularly uh, in the Old Testament about your judgment day coming. We know that there are times and ways in which um, people can be given to over to sin and licentiousness and thinking like, ugh, they've been saying that Jesus is coming back since forever. Or my grandmama and great-grandma been saying that Jesus is coming back and, and they're gone and Jesus is still not arrived and judgment day still hasn't come and we're still waiting. And so in that wait, oh God, we can be tempted to go our own way to follow our own impulses and our own path out of alignment and obedience to your word and to your will for our lives, oh God. Would you help us? Um, would you gird us up? Give us discipline. Give us self-control that's necessary by the power of the Spirit that we can continue to put one foot in front of the other. It's only by your grace that we're able to do that, oh God. So would you give us the strength? Would you give us the grace? Would you give us the commitment and the obedience to continue to follow you, oh God, so that we do not fall into your judgment, but that we would pass through the judgment because of the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus Christ, because we have been made co-heirs with Christ, because we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And God, would you help us not to be fearful of man, not to be passive and pass the buck the way that we saw Pilate do, oh God, in these passages here. Help us, oh God, not to make friends by opposing you, oh God. Help us, oh Lord God, may our enemies not turn to friends if that means that we go against you, if that means we deny you, if that means we forsake you, oh God. Would you help us to never collude with the powers that be, to collude with the state, to collude with power? in order to shirk the hard calls and the sacrifice, the sacrifices that are necessary, oh God, to follow you and to live out your gospel holistically and congruently, oh God. Pilate asks, what is truth? And that is the question that philosophers have been trying to answer for so many years, oh God, but we know that truth is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Give us eyes to see Jesus Christ, the one who is truth embodied, our living hope, for our very lives depend on Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we know that those who look to you, their faces are radiant and they will never, ever be ashamed. Give us courage. Give us boldness in these evil days. 
in these last days. I pray this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Faith Rooted Justice Advocate Michelle Farina Warren equips Christians to join Christ's restorative work in the world in her new book, Join the Resistance. In it, Warren invites us to understand our place in this moment and learn from those who have gone before, the poets and prophets who call us to resist oppression and injustice. Biblical, historical, and contemporary examples give us ways to walk in God's righteousness, truth, and peace. Pre-order your copy of Join the Resistance today at ivpress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E. W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, let